Welcome to the one-year journey through the Bible. Let us pray to the Holy Spirit to open our minds and hearts to understand and live the Word of God. Holy Spirit, come to my spirit, my mind, and my heart, so that as I read your Word, let me understand, know, and love you better. Bless me to be a faithful disciple to apply your Word to my life. Make me a light shining upon all those who are in darkness. As I read the word of God, enlighten my mind and enkindle my heart with a deeper love for you and the people around me. Amen. Today we'll be reading Genesis chapter 31 to 34. Chapter 31. The Flight from Laban. Jacob heard that Laban's sons were saying, Jacob had taken everything that belonged to our father and he is producing all this wealth from our father's property. Jacob too perceived that Laban's attitude towards him was not that what it previously had been. Then the Lord said to Jacob, Return to the land of your ancestors where you were born, and I will be with you. So Jacob sent for Rachel and Leah to meet him in the field where his flock was. There he said to them, I have noticed your father's attitude towards me is not as it was in the past, but the God of my father has been with me. You know very well that with all my strength I have served your father. Yet your father cheated me and changed my wages ten times. God, however, did not let him do any harm. Whenever your father said, The speckled animals will be your wages, the entire flock would bear speckled young. And whenever he said, The streaked animals will be your wages, the entire flock would bear streaked young. So God took away your father's livestock and gave it to me. Once during the flock's mating season, I had a dream in which I saw he-goats mating that were streaked, speckled, and molted. In the dream, God's angel said to me, Jacob, and I replied, Here I am. Then he said, Look up and see. All the he-goats are mating and are streaked, speckled, and molted, for I have seen all the things that Laban has been doing to you. I am the God of Bethel, where you anointed a sacred pillar and made a vow to me. Get up now, leave this land, and return to the land of your birth. Rachel and Leah answered him, Do we still have heirs portion in our father's house? Are we not regarded by him as outsiders? He he not only sold us, he even used up all the money that he got for us. All the wealth that God took away from our father really belongs to us and our children. So do whatever God has told you. Jacob proceeded to put his children and his wives on camels, and he drove off all his livestock and all the property he acquired in Pathan Aram to go to his father Isaac in the land of Canaan. Now Laban was shearing sheep, and Rachel had stolen her father's household images. Jacob had hoodwinked Laban and the Aramon by not telling him that he was going to flee. Thus he fled with all he had. Once he was across the Euphrates, he held, he headed for the hill country of Gilad. On the third day, word came to Laban that Jacob had fled. Taking his kinsmen with him, he pursued him for seven days until he caught up with him in the hill country of Gilad. But that night, God appeared to Laban, the Araman, in a dream and said, Take care not to say anything to Jacob. Jacob and Laban in Gilad When Laban overtook Jacob, Jacob's tents were pitched in the hill country. Laban also pitched his tents in the hill country of Gilad. Laban said to Jacob, How could you hoodwink me and carry off my daughters like prisoners of war? 
Why did you dupe me by stealing secretly? You didn't even tell me. I would have sent you off with joyful singing to the sounds of tambourines and harps. You do not even allow me a parting kiss to my daughters and grandchildren. Now what you have done makes no sense. I have it in my power to harm all of you. But last night, the God of your father said to me, Take care not to say anything to Jacob. Granted that you had to leave because you were longing for your father's house, why did you steal my gods? Jacob replied to Laban, I was frightened at the thought that you might take your daughters away from me by force. As for your gods, the one you will find them will will shall not survive, remain alive. If with our kinsmen looking on you, you identify anything here as belonging to you and take it. Jacob had no idea that Rachel had stolen the household images. Laban then went and searched in Jacob's tent and Leah's tent, as well as the tents of the two maidservants, but he did not find them. Leaving Leah's tent, he went into Rachel's. Meanwhile, Rachel had taken the household images and put them inside the sad camel's saddlebag and seated herself upon them. When Laban had rummaged through her whole tent without finding them, he sa she said to her father, Do not let my lord be angry that I cannot rise in your presence. I am having my period. So despite his search, he did not find the household images. Jacob, now angered, confronted Laban and demanded, what crime or offense have I committed that you should hound me? Now that you have rummaged through all my things, what have you found from your household belongings? Produce it here before your kinsmen and mine, and let them decide between the two of us. In the twenty years I was under you, no ewe or she-goat of yours ever miscarried, and I have never eaten rams of your flock. I never brought you an animal torn by wild beasts. I made good the loss myself. You held me responsible for anything stolen by day or by night. Often the scorching heat devoured me by day and the frost by night, while the sleep while the sleep fled from your from my eyes. On the twenty years that I have now spent in your household, I served you fourteen years for your two daughters and six years for your flock, while you changed my wages ten times. In if the God the Father God a God of my father the God of Abraham and the fear of Isaac had not been on my side. You would now have sent me away empty-handed. But God saw my plight and the fruits of my toil, and last night he reproached you. Laban replied to Jacob, The daughters are mine, their children are mine, and the flocks are mine. Everything you see belongs to me. What can I do for my own daughters and for the children they have borne? Come, now let us make a covenant, you and I. And it will be a tree between you and me. Then Jacob took a stone and set it up as a sacred pillar. Jacob said to his kinsmen, Gather stones. So they got stones and made a mound, and they ate there on that mound. Laban later called it Jeger Saduka, but Jacob later called it Galid. Laban said, This mound will be a witness from now on between you and me. That is why it was named Galid and also Mizpah, for he said, May the Lord keep watch between you and me while we are out of each other's sight. If you mistreat my daughters or take otherwise besides my daughters, know that even though no one else is here, God will be a witness between you and me. Laban said further to Jacob, Here is here's this mound, and here is the sacred pillar that I have set up between you and me. 
This mound will be a witness, and this sacred pillar will be a witness that, with hostile intent, I may not pass beyond this mound into your territory, may, nor may you pass it beyond into mine. May the God of Abraham and the God of Nahor, the God of their father, judge between us. Jacob took the oath by the fear of his father, Isaac. Then he offered a sacrifice on the mountain and invited his kinsmen to share in the meal. When they had eaten, they passed the night on the mountain. Chapter 32 Early the next morning, Laban kissed his grandchildren and his daughters and blessed them. Then he set out on his journey back home. Meanwhile, Jacob continued on his own way, and God's angels encountered him. When Jacob saw them, he said, This is my God's encampment. So he named that place Mahaniam. Envoys to Esau Jacob sent messengers ahead to his brother Esau in the land of Seir in the country of Edom, ordering them, Thus, you shall say to my lord Esau, Thus says your servant Jacob, I have been residing with Laban, and I have been delayed until now. I own oxen, donkeys, and sheep, as well as male and female servants. I have sent my lord this message in hope of gaining your favor. When the messengers returned to Jacob, they said, We found your brother Esau. He is now coming to meet you, and four hundred men are with him. Jacob is very much frightened. In his anxiety, he divided the people who were with him, as well as his flocks, herds, camels, into two camps. If Esau should come back and attack one camp, he reasoned, the remaining camp may still escape. Then Jacob prayed, God of my father Abraham and God of my father Isaac, you, Lord, who have said to me, Go back to your land and relatives, and I will be good to you. I am unworthy of all the acts of kindness and faithfulness that you have performed for your servant. Although I crossed the Jordan here with nothing but my staff, I have now grown into two camps. Save me from the hand of my brother, from the hand of Esau. Otherwise, I fear that he will come and strike me down, and the mothers with the children. You yourself said, I will be very good to you, and I will make your descendants like the sands of the sea, which are too numerous to count. After passing the night there, Jacob selected from what he had with him and present, and present for his brother. Two hundred she-goats and twenty he-goats, two, two herds, two hundred ewes and twenty rams, thirty female camels and their young, forty cows and ten bulls, twenty female donkeys and ten male donkeys. He put these animals in the care of his servants in separate herds, and he told the servants, Go on ahead of me, but keep some space between the herds. He told the servant in the land, When my brother Isu meets you and asks, To whom do you belong to? Where are the animals going? To whom do these animals ahead of you belong to? Tell him, To your servant Jacob, but they have been sent as a gift to my lord Isu. Jacob himself is right behind us. He also ordered the second servant and the third and all the others who followed behind the herds. Thus and so you shall say to Esau when you reach him, and also tell him, Your servant Jacob is right behind us. For Jacob reasoned, If I first appease him with a gift that precedes me, then later when I face him, perhaps he will forgive me. So the gifts went on ahead of him while he stayed that night in the camp. Jacob's New Name 
That night, however, Jacob arose, took his two wives with the two maidservants and his eleven children, and crossed the ford of the Jabbok. After he got them and brought them over the wadi, and brought them over what to belong to him, Jacob was left there alone. Then a man wrestled with him until the break of dawn. When the man saw that he could not prevail over him, he struck Jacob's hip at its socket, so that Jacob's socket was dislocated as he wrestled with him. The man then said, Let me go, for it is daybreak. But Jacob said, I will not let you go until you bless me. What is your name? the man asked. He answered, Jacob. The man said, You shall no longer be called Jacob, but Israel, because you have contended with divine and human beings and have prevailed. Then Jacob asked him, Please tell me your name. He answered, Why do you ask for my name? With that, he blessed him. Jacob named the place Peniel because I have seen God face to face, he said, yet my life has been spared. At sunrise, as he left Penuel, Jacob limped along because of his hip. That is why to this day the Israelites do not eat the scattic meat or muscle that is on the hip socket because he had stripped Jacob's hip socket at the static muscle. Chapter 33 Jacob and Esau Meet Jacob looked, looked up and saw Esau coming, and with him four hundred men. So he divided his children among Leah, Rachel, and two maidservants, putting the maidservants and their children first, Leah and her children second, and Rachel and Joseph last. He himself went on ahead of them, bowing to the ground seven times until he reached his brother. Esau ran to meet him, embraced him, and flinging himself on his neck, kissed him and wept. Then Esau looked up and saw the woman and children, and asked, Who are these with you? Jacob answered, They are the children with whom God has graciously favored your servant. Then the maidservants and their children came forward and bowed low. Next, Leah and her children came forward and bowed low. Lastly, Joseph and Rachel came forward and bowed low. Then Esau asked, What did you intend with all those herds that I encountered? Jacob answered, It was my gain to my Lord's favor. Esau replied, I have plenty, my brother. You should keep what is yours. No, I beg you, said Jacob. If you will do me the favor, accept this gift from me, since to see you face to face is for me like seeing the face of God, and you have received me so kindly. Accept the gift that I have brought for you, for God has been so gracious towards me, and I have an abundance. Since he urged him strongly, Esau accepted. Then Esau said, Let us break camp and be on our way. I will travel in front of you. But Jacob replied, As my Lord knows, the children are too young, and the flocks and the herds are nursing are a concern to me. If overdriven for even a single day, the whole flock will die. Let my Lord then go before a servant, while I proceed more slowly at the pace of the livestock before me, and at the pace of my children, until I join my Lord and see her. Esau replied, Let me at least put at your disposal some of the people who are with me. But Jacob said, Why is this that I am treated so kindly, my lord? So on that day Esau went back on his way back to Seir, and Jacob broke camp for Succoth. There Jacob built a house for himself and made booths for his livestock. That is why the place was named Succoth. Jacob arrived safely at the city of Shechem, which is the land of Canaan, when he came from Paddan Aram. 
he encamped in sight of the city. The plot of the ground on which he had pitched his tent he brought for a hundred pieces of money from the descendants of Hamor, the father of Shechem. He set up an altar there and invoked El, the god of Israel. Chapter 34 The Rape of Dinah Dinah, the daughter whom Leah had borne to Jacob, went out to visit some of the women in the land. When Shechem, son of Hamor the Hivite, the leader of the region, saw her, he seized her and lay with her by force. He was strongly attracted to Dinah, daughter of Jacob, and was in love with the young woman. So he spoke affectionately to her. Shechem said to his father Hamor, Get me this woman for a wife. Meanwhile, Jacob heard that Shechem had defiled his daughter Dinah, but since his sons were out in the field with his livestock, Jacob kept quiet until they came home. Now Hamor, the father of Shechem, went out to discuss the matter with Jacob, just as Jacob's sons were coming in from the field. When they heard the news, the men were indignant and extremely angry. Shechem had committed an outrage in Israel by lying with Jacob's daughter. Such a thing is not done. Hamor appealed to them, saying, My son Shechem has his heart set on your daughter. Please give her to him as a wife. Intermarry with us, give your daughter to us, and take our daughters for yourselves. Thus you can live among us. The land is open before you. Settle and move about freely in it and acquire holdings here. Then Shechem appealed to Dinah's father and brothers, Do me this favor, and whatever you ask of me I will give. No matter how high you set the bridal price and gift, I will give you whatever you ask for me. Only give me the woman as a wife. Revenge of Jacob's Sons Jacob's sons replied to Shechem and his father Hamor with cool speaking, as they did because he had defiled their sister Dinah. They said to them, We are not able to do this thing, to give our sister to an uncircumcised man, for that would be a disgrace for us. Only on this condition will we agree to that. You will become like us by having every male among you circumcised. Then we will give you our daughters and we will take your daughters in marriage. We will settle among you and become one people. But if you do not listen to us and be circumcised, we will take our daughter and go. Their proposal pleased Hamor and his son Shechem. The young man lost no time in acting on the proposal since he wanted Jacob's daughter. Now he was more highly regarded than anyone else in his father's house. So Ham Hamor and Shechem went to the gate of their city and said to the men of their gate, These men are friendly towards us. Let them settle in the land and move about in it freely. There is ample room in the land for them, and we can take their daughters in marriage and give our daughters to them. But only on this condition... With the men agreed to live with us and form one people with us, that every male among us be circumcised as they themselves are. Would not their livestock, their property, and all their animals be ours? Let us just agree with them, so that they will settle among us. All who went out of the gate of the city listened to Hamor and his son Shechem, and all the males, all those who went out of the gate of the city, were circumcised. On the third day, while they were still in the in pain, two of Jacob's sons, Simon and Levi, brothers of Dinah, brothers of Dina, each took his sword, advancing against the unsuspecting city, and massacred all the males. 
After they had killed Hamor and his son Shechem with the sword, they took Dinah from Shechem's house and left. Then the other sons of Jacob followed up the slaughter and sacked the city because their sister had been defiled. They took their sheep, cattle, and donkeys, whatever was in the city and, surround, and the surrounding country. They carried off all their wealth, their children, their women, and looted whatever was in the houses. Jacob said to Simon and Levi, You have brought trouble upon me by making repugnant to the inhabitants of the land, the Canaanites and the Perizzites. I have so few men that if these people unite against me and attack me, I and my household will be wiped out. But they reported, Should our sister be treated like a prostitute? 